pound per 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 pound per per pound Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of 699 per pound podcast. We interview leaders and professionals from a wide variety of careers and lifestyles, just like the diverse food options found at a Korean owned hot food deli. So thank you to all the supporters and fans that have been showing us love. And you need to do that more by following us and like us and share us on IG. And uh, when you're listening to this episode, man, make sure you screenshot it, post it, tag us on your story, tell a friend to tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your guidance counselor, whoever, we will shout you out. We read all your comments, so please keep leaving them. Um, so yeah, on that note, JoJo, um, I heard that we got a very special, we righteous do. guest today. Very, very righteous. Mm. I'm really excited to introduce her today. Just a little background of how I came across this amazing lady. Um, randomly on Instagram, of course, I was scrolling through and on Prisca Cho's Instagram, shout out to Prisca Cho, who's a founder of Asian Woman in the Arts. I'm seeing this girl, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like so beautiful. Who is this? Click on her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, but she's really smart. She's like, she's not just like a model. What's happening? And I was reading her comments, and I just became such an avid uh, fan of her work. Uh, our guest today is actually uh, one of the most exciting voices reporting on Asian America right now. Um, she is the Huff Post Asian Voices Editor, which is an incredible title that we are excited to get into. Please welcome Kimmy Yam. Yay! Welcome, Kimmy. So, is it Kimmy Yam or Yam? Yum. I, I honestly like I need to clarify the pronunciation mm. more. I should ask my parents because I don't speak Cantonese. This is a Cantonese oh. last name. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's Yum. So your parents are from like the south, south southern regions of China? They're from like yeah, Guangdong? They're, they're Fujinese. Oh, they're Fujinese. Actually, okay, yeah, gotcha. they're Fujinese. My dad has a Hong Kong citizenship and then changed his name to Cantonese. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Shout out to all the FJs in uh, Sunset Park. Wait, what's FJs? Actually, yeah. Oh, Fujinese. Oh, yeah. oh my god. The Chinese people call them FJs. Like, oh, really? The Chinese. We have like a all the bad stereotypes attached to us. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, because you're super loud and proud care. about it on your Instagram too. Yeah. yeah. Chinese. I was like, because when I follow your answer and um, ask me anything and they're like, yo, like, what are you? Like those questions and you're like, everyone thinks I'm Korean but I'm Fujinese and I was like, what's yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm, I'm Korean, I'm mm-hmm. Korean American but if you grew amongst, up in Queens, you'll amongst know. Amongst like the Chinese, <laughs> like the FJs kind of have a bad rep of being like, like kind of like the country bumpkins of like, yeah. the Chinese. I mean, so, I mean, if you grew up in like Brooklyn or like in Queens, you would have been very well assimilated. Amongst, <laughs> yeah. Amongst, the Queens. I'm the sure. FJs. Amongst the other FJs. Yeah. Yeah. No, FJ, we're supposed to be really loud and yeah. impolite yeah. and all that. And that's fine because I am. So. Mm-hmm. Amplifying voices <laughs> everywhere. It works. it works. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're known for rocking bootlegs. <laughs> That's kind of a stereotype amongst like that. I didn't say that. That's like what my northern Chinese friends would say. Like, yeah. FJs do this. FJs do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all look down on us, but it's yeah. it's whatever. It's all good. Yeah. You're representing. You know, no, like, literally representing, yeah, which exactly. is amazing. So you, um, I know, Jakey, you saw her at a panel. Yes, like, I did. Uh-huh. So were you on the panel as well? Nah, I was you? just there as a guest. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Eric Chow from Live Nation. He mm-hmm. told me to pull up, and then you know, Kimmy was over there. She's glowing. She was just <laughs> talking about all the uh, AZN narratives, and you know, she was like kind of supporting it with hardcore facts. And I was like, okay, she cool. Mm-hmm. And then 
she's like, yo, um, she's the uh, Asian Voices editor at Huffington Post. Now, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that sounds like a made-up title almost, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I chopped it up with her real quick, and then I was like, yo, I think you'll be perfect for this podcast that I'm doing. So, you know, a month later, here we are, you know, bang, bang. <laughs> here we, here go. we are, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in the light of, you know, what does it mean to be an Asian Voices editor? Can you explain what that beat is and maybe just a little bit about origin of it? Yeah, the beat is, so I think people get confused, like, when we're covering stories. And I think a lot of the rest of mainstream media has this issue like when we're covering stories and someone in it happens to be Asian that does not constitute as an Asian American story mm, but mm-hmm. but you know like they'll give themselves a pat on the back and be like okay this is diversity but that's not really true yeah I cover issues that disproportionately affect the Asian American community so whether it's um you know the poverty high rates of poverty in New York City or um, a lot of immigration issues these ice raids that are yes. impending are are gonna hit our community really hard because um, you know we are disproportionately targeted by ice in New York City and we have one of the highest we have the highest rate of deportation mm-hmm. um, stuff like that um, Asian masculinity all these different topics that specifically affect the Asian American community yeah. it's not like you happen to have like a Chinese guy in mm-hmm. like a random story mm-hmm. um, and so yeah that's basically that's basically it mm. yeah and yeah. you started out at HuffPost though as like a fellow and I'm yeah. sure you were like jumping around and being as vol- uh, versatile as possible mm. when was it when you found that this was going to be like what you're the leading charge like the Asian yeah. voices I think that I had always I'd always wanted to cover Asian America yeah um, because it's just I think that when you grow up with kind of just a lack of understanding of your, your heritage and all this stuff um, and then you kind of discover it later in life you take further steps to really 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 get to know these topics it's not going to be like you, you know, you don't take your Asian Americanness for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think through that and exploring and reading and reading and more reading and consuming more Asian American media, I think I'd always just wanted to cover that. Um, but, you know, starting off in HuffPost, we didn't have an Asian voices yet. Yeah. Um, and so I did a couple years of, you know, at first it was like a lot of uplifting news and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then also um, solutions journalism. So if you... kind of identify an issue and then you write about groups that are helping and stuff like that which that was really that was a cool beat as well Um, and then it was finally time I think it was late 2016 where we started just you know revving up for a launch Mm -hmm. of Asian voices but I think the goal in the back of my mind was always just to cover Asian America yeah 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 and was there a like latin voice black voice at asia have post or yeah there was actually there like a redneck voice <laughs> for all those uh rust belt individuals so um there was everything except so there's a latino voices black voices queer voices there just was not an asian voices so i think you know in the back of all of our minds we were like okay this is it's gonna happen it's gonna be a thing mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. yeah Great. Um, I know we talked a little bit about your background prior to recording, but just mm-hmm. so our listeners are aware of, you know, where does this desire come from for you to want to cover Asian American voices and why you want to honor these kind of um, groups that have been overlooked in the past? Yeah. Um, I So I grew up 
upstate New York. Um, and, you know, that's not really an area that's known for having a ton of Asian people. Mm-hmm. It's um, not a big hub. Rep, no. rep, your, rep your neighborhood. What's it called? What's it called? Um, I grew Tell up in Socrates. It's different now. Not to be mistaken with Socrates. No. Socrates, Which New we York. Socrates. Um, yeah, it was really different growing up from what it is now because I think a lot of people in the city like going upstate for vacation. Especially yeah. the Hudson Valley. A lot of people are moving into those like nice little quaint yeah. towns. Yeah, and they're being yeah. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because I think, you know, all these like shops and stuff are popping up and locals do not go there because we cannot afford it. So it's right. just like, yeah. you know, it's like a weird it's like gentrification. A gentrification. Yeah. So I don't recognize it when I go back. I honestly like it's a little bit upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I grew up there um, and there were no other Asians there. There was very, very few Asians. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, I'm from a Chinese restaurant family, a Fujianese Chinese restaurant family. And there are so many stereotypes and all these things attached to, you know, Chinese restaurants um, and Chinese yeah. restaurant workers. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you're probably cooking cat and dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think my childhood was just rejecting everything that had to do with being mm-hmm. Chinese because the, everything that people thought of us was so negative. And I think Two, when you do grow up in kind of a Chinese restaurant family, it's a different stereotype from that model minority that a lot of other people get. Yeah, of course. You know, because it's almost like forgotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite where people think, you know, you guys are workers and you smell like food all the time Mm -hmm. and you're just, you know, you're here to serve us. Like that's that's kind of the mentality that people have around, you know, my people. Um, And so I think you know and leaving and going to college and doing things like that like i was exposed to like a pri- like asian pride for the first time mm-hmm. and that was that like tripped you go me to out i went to georgetown oh dc dc nice. georgetown Good area. but yeah college was weird because my parents did not go to college and then you know it's like you're going from a very blue collar working class like when we got there it was weird because i kind of assumed like if you're from a chinese restaurant family kind of all the other families that you know are going to be asian families that you know are going to be chinese restaurant families yeah like, it's a little mm. bit different um do y'all have like a coalition <laughs> it's like, it kind of feels like yeah. that like yeah. you mm-hmm. just everyone you know is kind of you know my In cousins and my cousin's cousins like mm-hmm. everybody is Chinese restaurant yeah. and and but I went to college and I just assumed that there would be a, like a ton of people Asian like kids that. like mm-hmm. me and I remember asking someone what their uh, parents did and they're like they're cancer researchers uh-huh. and I was like what what the hell <laughs> oh, I didn't know that like Asians did that you know yeah. because it's like it's weird I grew up with like kind of an opposite um an opposite idea of what Asians are because we weren't a model minority. Yeah. We were right, very right, much right. the opposite. But I think a lot of it was just I wanted to get out. Like, I think if you're from a really, really small town and you kind of, you know, you don't have any source of pride, you yeah. just want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, you know, the ticket to success would be like going to like a really bougie school. But yeah. no one tells you that when you get there, you don't really feel like you fit in yeah. you know like mm-hmm. the whole time i feel like all throughout high school i'm just waiting to leave waiting yeah. to leave you know like escape and then you get there and you realize like you know your escape is a little bit different from what you thought it would be yeah um so it's been a weird journey but that f- college was for sure the first time i felt like 
I wanted to reclaim my roots yeah. for sure because yeah. it was it was weird seeing that other Asians like didn't hate themselves mm-hmm. you know like and when we were kind we have a group text 699 per pound shout out um, and we were discussing you obviously mm. um, the main attraction but one of the things that obviously came up was your viral tweet um, that came out during the crazy rich Asians wave of mm-hmm. um, you kind of go through this thread this journey of I don't want to be Chinese. I don't want to be Chinese. And all these anecdotes of you growing up in Socrates, New York. Yes. (laughs) And some of the things that, you know, Socrates. Socrates and things that Jakey pushed you on. And, um, but at the end, it's this triumphant um, kind of thing where you Mm -hmm. see these Asian faces on screen and the position that you're in and the community that you have. Um, Can you talk about that instance a little bit and maybe some of the DMs that you received from? maybe like the little Kimmies around in the world. I mean, it made me kind of sad because we are so isolated. Like it kind of makes you realize like unless people are talking about it like that, like there are so many other people across the country that feel like they're the only ones and are the only ones. And so no one's telling them that it's going to be okay or, you know, like, that it's there's nothing wrong with embracing your identity. No one's no one's saying that, and no, yeah. because we're not on screen, and because we're not in the news media or anything like that, mm-hmm. like you just don't have that idea. And so it it makes you realize that there are so many other people who are going through the same thing. But you know, without more of a platform out there, no one's gonna know that they're not alone. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it that whole kind of arc is interesting because. I don't know. It's so the okay. If I can explain this in like research terms, yeah. So there is a concept called symbolic annihilation, mm-hmm. and basically it was coined in the seventies um, by I believe his name is George Gerbner and Larry Gross. Oh, so much research. But, um, Hashtag that's research. That's, 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 that's a, a six ninety nine per pound gem right there. <laughs> what is it? Say it again. What? Symbolic annihilation. Symbolic annihilation. Yeah. And so it's this body of research that basically says that if you're not reflected in media or entertainment on screen, whatever, um, that your existence in the physical world is not validated. Mm -hmm. And so you're you're just you are socially annihilated. You're erased. Yeah. Um, And so that ends up making people question whether they actually matter in society because this is there's there's nothing no that trace sh- of them exactly um and so the when you are represented um and it's kind of a negative uh negative representation so if it's like long duck dong mm-hmm. or like weird nerdy people and shit like that um you know your idea of what your identity is is just going to be that yeah um and then for me i felt like we weren't talking about why representation matters and i think asian america has this issue where we don't we say a lot of shit and like there's a movement and whatever but people don't get the premise behind it yeah. and people don't get the motivations behind it and what happens if something what what does happen if you're not represented like there are actual consequences yeah. to it you know like we are socially <laughs> annihilated mm-hmm. um symbolically annihilated Mm -hmm. um and so i think it was important for me to prove that you know there's research that shows that there are consequences and there are so many studies out there um you know for example when children i think it was a 2002 study that showed that when black 
and white boys and girls watch TV, yeah. the only group that came out with a higher self-esteem is white boys. Mm-hmm. And that just shows, like, we can't ignore media for, yeah. you know, we. I think a lot of people think, you know, entertainment is so fluffy and if you cover uh, entertainment yeah. no, news. No, no, absolutely like not. That. Definitely not. But I think for me, there is something that there's a power. Well, first of all, that hit me for a couple reasons. Um, I think I had gotten to know the cast yeah. through mm-hmm. so many different profiles and interviews and stuff like that leading up to it. I had covered that movie for so long mm. and it's kind of nice to see people that you like know in a different you way and have spent time like, with kind of make it. Like that's, that's beautiful to me in one way mm. and it's also really beautiful to me to see that, you know, like Asians as Asians in a diversity of personalities is mm-hmm. really important to me. And when you're not, you don't have just one in the cast for diversity quota purposes, yeah. you know? This is just, everyone is just a different, you know, a different mm-hmm. look, a different type of Asian. That mm-hmm. is really important to see because we need to know that we can be different types. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, growing up, if I had seen something like that and been like, okay, like the cool, like beautiful, like Gemma Chan, yeah. if I had seen like a Gemma Chan when I was growing up, I think that, you know, maybe some of these like self-esteem issues wouldn't exist, yeah. and so, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so it was, I thought it was really powerful just to see, you know, like those those people are us on yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that... You know, I th- I think that there's this misconception that Crazy Rich Asians was going to change Hollywood. Yeah. And I think that there had been articles that said that and I was I had I was always really really hesitant to say that because if we say that that was that had changed the industry, then I feel like Hollywood thinks that you just need one movie every 25 years and you're supposed to be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think another reason why I didn't really speak out or criticize it um, as much because I don't think that movie... When we think about rom-coms, right, and we were like, uh, like 13 going on 30, I don't think I'd ever expected that movie to carry all the social burdens of like decades worth of asian american issues you know i didn't i didn't expect that movie to explain race Mm -hmm. or class or anything like that to me Mm -hmm. um it's just like a silly rom-com you know so i feel like we put so much pressure on that movie because there hadn't been so many asian american movies out there but it didn't really need to have that pressure you know because it's a rom-com yeah why do we have such crazy standards for crazy rich asians yeah like it'd be kind of weird if it started to address like really heavy social um social justice issues you know so i think I I can see why, you know, Asians are so hungry for something. Yeah. Um, and so when we look at it, we want it to represent everybody. But one, that's impossible, too. It, it is literally a rom-com. It's not a documentary. It's not a, you know, it's not a heavy, heavy drama or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a silly movie. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. I, yeah. And take it for what it is, basically. Yeah. 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 Like, take it for what it is. However, the cast that are in it basically represented something that you wish you had as a kid exactly yeah. okay fair yeah. enough yeah. i mean yo to be fair like 
my favorite movie of all time, I'll say it again, is Rush Hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, I, I listen, I watch all art house there. films. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like a huge fan of like Jean La Godard and whoever like mm-hmm. art house film shit that you could talk about. But yo, if I have to pick a film that I would watch before I die, I would watch Rush Hour. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, if we're take it for what it is, you exactly. know. Exactly. So I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have one question though. So what you mean? Asian voices started. A- Asian voices in HuffPost started how many years ago? HuffPost? Three Huff Post? years ago, right? Three years ago. Yeah. yeah. So did you see some, like, d- d- traffic increase or a huge interest in oh, Asian yeah, American she, she's content? An, she's an, she's an, anal- <laughs> she's, she's an yeah, analyst. Yeah, analytics. Like, did you see that? And did, what, did the editors or, like, the rest of the newsroom kind of have a different... Why, um, so Great Big Story could take it, too? <laughs> <laughs> like, start your own channel? Trying to I mean, take some intel? No, no, but I'm, I'm just curious of just, like, did they were like, oh... Wow, this story did really well. Yeah, what? Th- there's a lot <laughs> of times. dollars. Mm-hmm. No, there are a lot of times where people are surprised. Um, yeah. I cover uh, deportations of the Southeast yeah. Asian community a lot. Um, and I think every single time there's like a scoop or something like that, and I write it up, they, it's always like oh wow like this is in the top 10. Like, yeah. You know, like it's always just like people are really, <laughs> really um it's always a surprise. That yeah. was like that for K-pop. So when I interviewed G Dragon for Double XL like mm-hmm. many years ago, mm-hmm. G Dragon, as you know, is like right. one of the biggest <laughs> K-pop stars. That crashed the site, mm-hmm. and people and, were probably and then surprised. I wasn't, right? I, I wasn't like supportive for that story. Like the editor was like, eh, "If you want to go do this, whatever, you mm-hmm. go ahead." So I kind of like took my own time out to write that story, and then that broke the site. And as soon as it broke the site, like the publisher was like. Yo, should we start a K-pop magazine? Oh, people say this yeah. was like 2012. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They so, think that this is the only f- when something wins, they think that's the only formula that's going to yeah. win. Right, exactly. Right. That's the problem with Asian American media in general. Yeah. You know, no. they think they're gonna see okay, K-pop. So like, we're just gonna capitalize on that. Yeah. I think after Crazy Rich Asians too, a lot of the um, a lot of the pilots and everything had to do with rich Asians. Yeah. And like that's not the only narrative right, out right. there. Mm-hmm. We can do other things. I understand that that worked but in order to really keep going and have a successfully transformed hollywood it's not going to be replicating the same story over and over and over yeah um, totally not yeah. however that is how and how formulas work you know yeah. yeah you know remember when like in the late 90s there was all these like chai young fat jet lee bruce uh, uh jackie chan they were all st- pumping out like hollywood films because yeah. like rumble in the bronx hit and yeah all of a sudden you see all these asian martial arts stars having a, a run in hollywood mm-hmm. it's, i think that's kind of what is happening with these uh you know asian american focused content yeah. right i think now. so you too. know what i mean yeah. so you either catch the wave or not you know yeah. what i'm saying well, I, yeah and like to that point it's kind of like so I think this is the issue in news where I, because of Crazy Rich Asians, I think most of mainstream media and all these like big legacy companies still only think that the stories that are worth telling are going to be representation in Hollywood related, yeah. which is like, it is such bullshit because I get that, <laughs> I get that it's important. It is incredibly important. But if you're not talking about politics, if you're not talking about immigration, like yeah. what are you doing? But that you're doesn't get us. But that doesn't get same amount of engagement. I, I think you it know does. what I mean. Like, yeah. it actually does. You I think, think so. Yeah, when I write about immigration, I think a lot of those stories do better than representation. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, but more so than like Hollywood beat stuff, like about celebrities and shit. 
Oh, if it's like really fluffy gossip stuff, like I think Constance that's Wu saying different. like she doesn't want to go on fresh off the oh, boat. Goodness. Like yeah, I'm yeah, sure that got a lot of engagement, yeah. right? But that's also not really an Asian American story. That's okay. just like a juicy gossip. There are all these issues that I think, like right now, there's this idea that the only Asian American issue is representation yeah. in Hollywood. But if you step outside of that and you want to talk about like the wealth gap, mm-hmm. that is. An Asian American story because because there are institutionalized reasons barriers behind why there is such a large wealth gap mm-hmm. and amongst when we talk Asians, about right amongst Asians and amongst like amongst just Asian America as well right yeah okay. amongst Asians um and or like the high poverty rate um we have the highest probably the social um I forget the exact uh, name of the report, but it ju- I think it just came out last year. Mm-hmm. And um, for there was one year that I think maybe uh, the Latinx community had a higher poverty rate, but then now Asians are back mm-hmm. <laughs> as the highest poverty rate. And a lot of that has to do with bad data. It has to do with the fact that there is this model minority myth. Um, so that when we have such issues, people who people in need can't actually get resources yeah. because th- the city is not going to dole out resources to a group that is perceived to be doing well, yeah. you know? So Yeah, no, I recall the HuffPost piece and um, I'm like, wait, can we write this? Of like I did. Yeah, of like it makes the issue <laughs> invisible. Like yeah. the the modern minority myth makes these stories just unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. It is it's yeah. I always think about how, you know, there's people like um you know, there's even like New York Times reporters trying to say like what's behind Asian American success, but is is what is Asian American success when our people do have the highest yeah. poverty rate? Like that's not that's not an accurate representation of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one's talking about it, and it still blows my mind. It's like over a 13 year period, Asian American groups got roughly one percent of the city's social service funds oh my god that's nothing Mm -hmm. over 13 years in which city new york new york okay and right now i think that things might be looking up because there's an asian american task force right Mm -hmm. totally but that's also because you know we have two members in the state legislature in the assembly that are now asian Mm -hmm. when before it used to be one um, no, no, she's Grace not in the state. Is, she's in. No. She's in. She's in DC, right? Right. We have Ron Kim. Ron and Kim representing Flushing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ron Kim. Which yeah. also, like Ron Kim, that whole story is crazy. I remember I interviewed Yulene, like, uh-huh. who used to work for him, and now she is also in the assembly. And she was saying how on the day that he was elected, someone asked him to do like Gangnam Style dance. Oh like it's like kind of crazy. Oh, word. The that, day that happened that, to me. Yeah. Did it's that like we want. Oh. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like there's always something just to remind you that people don't think Asians are shit still. Yeah, mind yeah. you, my man was a, a was a football player, you know what I mean? Like, he's American as you can get, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but there's no, like, no matter what you do, people are always gonna remind yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah, you know, sure. they still yeah. think we're foreign as hell. Yeah. But, you know, that's basically all these issues that, you know, there's things that target the community specifically are going to be Asian American stories. Yeah. Constance is, you know, fresh off the boat stories are usually... Asian American. I remember I wrote up mm-hmm. about their driving episode because mm-hmm. they're actually statistics. Um, 
that show that Asian Americans get in way fewer accidents oh, than other what? races. So we are actually technically the best drivers. <laughs> um, so that was that wow. is like another Asian American. Like, yeah. Oh shit, that's a fact. I'm just going to keep throwing them out. No, no, yes. no. For real, that's, that's a six ninety nine per pound gem. Yo, we yes. actually better drivers than most of y'all motherfuckers. We're going to put all of them yeah. on the shirt and sell them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so statistically. I, statistically, we're better drivers. Mm-hmm. I felt like, so I felt like, yeah, this is silly episode but like i'm gonna write it up because mm-hmm. there is like actual that kind of supports research. the fact that we're good at math because we keep talking about statistics <laughs> wait so do you have a team that in asian voices or are you a one-man band sort of situation one man band. yeah mm-hmm. but it's kind of across the site so if we have something like heritage month mm-hmm. you know that's something that i'll plan and then people across the site are supposed to pitch in yeah you know edit whatever yeah so, so to that. be fair like I, I follow you on um on like on the gram and then mm-hmm. um because you know like when I meet you in person you chill you know you cool mm-hmm. but like you're so like easy and pride you know what I mean like yeah like, very, caps. like very <laughs> yes. like yo AZN we're not you know what I mean like you're he's very, doing some like, moves right yo, now you know, you're going very on? like aggressive so I was like damn yo why can't be so aggressive about <laughs> all this AZN shit like listen like I'm as easy and prided out as you can get but, but like yeah. I'm not like super like like in it like we're vocal about it on like the gram or on social Mm. media but after speaking with you now for about like an hour like i could see where a lot of that came from you know what i'm saying yeah and it's like supported by you know your personal experiences and Mm -hmm. it's also supported by like a lot of the research that you've done and the position that you're in now you know what i mean yeah so for, for for the listeners out there that's like wondering the same thing that i wondered Mm -hmm. this is the reason why you know what i mean yeah no i do think that you know, especially Asian women, I think that we have to be well, like. It, That's it, a very clear segue because that was the next thing yeah, that we was going to talk actually. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, you know, sometimes you just have to, you have to speak up and be mm-hmm. more aggressive because people are going. You're not going to think that is- your issues mean anything. Yeah, like there is such an idea that. Um, you know, Asians are basically white, and yeah. like they're, it's factually incorrect. And also, we are thousand percent. You know, there's like, there's so much I could name. And I like, hear that shit from other communities of color. Yeah, like, other like my black of and color. Latino friends. Like one of them told me that shit one time, and I had to check, son. Like, yo, fam, like, yeah. you yeah. don't know what the fuck you talking about. Mm-hmm. You know it's I mean? other communities of color. It's a lot of other Asians too, grown up with some yeah. privilege. Like, they, the thing is, like, Asian America is very divided. I think it's like you come from a very working class family who doesn't have an education, like my people, and then you come from a lot, and you then privilege, you know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it's weird because our communities don't really meet, um, and so we both exist in like such a like two different mm-hmm. worlds it's like tribalism within the asian community that's a lot yeah. you know like mm. the koreans all hang out with the koreans mm-hmm. like the chinese kids hang out with the chinese kids and and it's very i, I think I, but but i think it's more so than race i think it has to class. do with class yeah, yeah. Oh, like there's classes mm-hmm. in asian yeah. american because like sure. when i first got to america i was living in elmhurst jackson heights mm-hmm. that's kind of like the first like that's the touchdown, Entryway. yeah. The, mm-hmm. That's the that's touch where you touch down, you know. Yeah, what I mean? You yeah. touch down, and then from there, if you come up, you go to like Long Island or Jersey. This mm. is like a very strictly an East Coast reference, mm-hmm. but like I remember, like when I was over there, and I meet like kids that live in like Fort Lee, Jersey, or like somewhere in like Long Island. The kids be having backyards and shit, and then they and have like, like the Maltese puppies, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> their moms would be driving Benzes and Lexuses. Mm-hmm. You know, while my parents were like rocking like a three thousand dollar Cadillac that my bop, my pops caught, bought from like a dude, yeah, from like eighty four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like there was an immediate like 
wealth gap that I um, mm-hmm. experienced like firsthand. And like, I was like, what? You got a backyard in your crib? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that shit, what? You don't have to like drop off your laundry? You got a, a machine in the crib? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I like, think, I think too, like, even if you move up in life, if yeah. you, whatever family you come from, that's it. Like, you, you're just kind of siloed into that, like, among Asians, yeah. too, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like my parents made it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're doing really well, but at the end of the day, you know, did they go to college? No. Are they still working in a Chinese restaurant? Yes. Are, do other, are other Asian people or Chinese people going to see them as, you know, affluent, like, um, I don't know, just higher class yeah. so ne- no one's ever gonna see us that way yeah. you know it's yeah. just like we that's it's it's interesting that that the is forever a specifically mm-hmm. yeah like that's a issue that i think only other asians will understand yeah. you know if we talk about it like among us there is a huge divide mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's very class related yeah so i mean going back to you know being an asian woman mm-hmm. in 2019 mm-hmm. and also being a journalist yeah. um speaking of disproportionately affecting um, issues that affect you are some of like a lot of the comments that you get on social media or mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and over maybe some of the articles that you publish or the certain things that you say. Right. Could you talk about your experience in that? Oh, yeah. I get, I think the things that I get the most hate over, like yeah. if I talk right about our undocumented population, which mm-hmm. Asians have the wow. fastest growing undocumented population. We've grown, th- our, it's tripled over 15 years, wow. which is so crazy, but no That's, one knows that. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> thinks that Jose Antonio Vargas is Latino, but oh, <laughs> he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you talk about that and it in for some reason people think that that's at odds with like patriotism in yeah. America and stuff like that um you know you you just get hordes of angry like white supremacists who come mm-hmm. after you and the only way oh, yeah what do they say what are some of the shit they say um like aside from like just calling names like is there anybody that tries to like argue with you with facts and shit Oh, they never have facts. Yeah, this, yeah, uh, never. No. Y'all never have facts. Yeah. No, you really yeah. never ever have facts. Yeah. Um, but they, but then it's like people bringing up like, oh, you're be- you're definitely like fucking a white guy yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like so weird because Wait, random. Weird. Yeah. Like, How does this relate to this article? Right. Or um, you know, or if I write about yellow fever, or if we publish a story about yellow fever, that gets so much hate mm-hmm. <laughs> from white supremacists, and it's it. It is so strange because people always, they, their main thing is like, one, they're going to comment on my pussy. It's going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, is it slanted? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times can I get that comment? Yeah. I don't know. This past time, I think um, people started tagging revenge porn sites. Oh, my God. They start being like, oh, um, someone wrote like, oh, your parents must have beat the shit out of you or you had like a, like a, a white guy must have like i don't know like that beat the shit out of you and, shit, and right. all that stuff like people will say Wait, hold up. but does your article say anything negative about white people no no well we'll say that if you have yellow fever and this is like factually if you are going to fetishize yeah. people just how they look and by like dumb like the submissive stereotype that's dehumanizing yeah like that's just dehumanizing so it's not even about race it's just the fact that you are fetishizing over something then that shit is dehumanizing so they have something against that statement yeah they're they think that like oh like and then 
it's this whole discussion <clears throat> about like my appearance and yeah. like people mm-hmm. will either be like like last time it was like would smash would mm-hmm. not smash like none of this has anything to do with my career I am not a model I am not a whatever like I'm just a journalist mm-hmm. so it's very strange that any of this is brought up but I think this is very very much tied to the fact that if you're an Asian chick um that's just the type of abuse like, you get. But, it's like but, they resort to this because that's but, what they but, know. But, right. don't, don't you think also like if you're like an attractive black or a white woman, like people would still say smash or not smash? I think that's that, just like boys being dumb. You know what I mean? That's that that will get that for any any like any sort of like I females. Mean, I mean, someone saying that the white dudes bait the shit out of you. No, or you see pussy something like that. See something that like that. That is racialized. No, that is racialized. But like smash would not smash. That shit is just like you know, like you're an Asian woman. Like you should be like thankful white guys gonna mm-hmm. fuck you or something like that. Yeah. Or like oh, people are just like oh she's saying so it's all just this like stuff. Ignorant racism. Yeah, gotcha. and it's like it's super blatant, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I, it, the amount of times people have written into HuffPost and been like, "Can you fire this Asian whore?" Like mm-hmm. everyone, time it's never just like just. I wish people would just call me a whore. Like, why mm-hmm. do you put Asian in front of it? Yeah, there, it was always something like that, or like you fucking concubine ass, yeah. whatever. Like it's always like a very sexual, racially charged thing, and then. When it happens to you so much, you start thinking, like, did I do something yeah. wrong? But at the yeah. end of the day, like, yeah, yellow fever is gross. Like, it really is. Like, mm-hmm. it's super dehumanizing. Why would I feel bad about yeah. that? Um, if I write about our undocumented population, like, someone must write about it because if we don't talk about it, these people are never going to get any resources. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, these things have to happen. Um and, like, the fact that I'm going to sit there and just wonder, like, where did I go wrong? Like, mm-hmm. that sucks. That's so messed up. You know? And, and then, you know, I, there's definitely been times where I'm like, I maybe I'm just not cut out for journalism because mm-hmm. I get this every single day. But, but, you know? I mean, I also wonder, like, because, you know, journalists that are not as, like, because right now we live in an era where journalists themselves are a brand. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. if you were just had a byline and you as Kimmy Yum mm-hmm. wasn't on social, like they don't know how you look like, they don't have any info about you. Mm-hmm. You're just a byline. Like they might send out like a, a, a like like you know, back in the day in magazines you see like letters from the readers and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That might have been a criticism at most, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But now we're living in an age where we we expose ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? So don't you think that also has to do with it? Not just because, I mean, ignorant guys are always going to be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers doing dumb shit is always going to do dumb shit. But now we almost kind of make ourselves target. You ever thought about that? You know, okay, so this is the thing. I think a lot of people think that I'm really provocative, but I don't necessarily think that calling out racism is provocative. Mm. It's just like, is this racist? Yes or yes, no? And is. then if it's it's racist, I will, I will fucking say something, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like, I'm not just going to like okay, I'll just let this one slide. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm going to say something. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I think that we should all like unequivocally recognize whether something is racist um, and not, you know, I don't, like that person shouldn't end up being a target. No. <laughs> you know, there shouldn't even be like a discussion over that. I think like if something is wrong, it's just wrong. And then, 
we should talk about right. it and yeah. have a conversation. And I'm, I want to say, too, because I used to work at MTV News and I work at CNN now. And it is just part of journalism. Like, you have mm-hmm. to have a face. Like, that is just how this ecosystem works. You right. can't be anonymous. And I think, number one, it also validates that you are an Asian Voices writer and you are Asian. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people who look up to you. So I think it's important that you are not hiding or, or you are yeah. not going to retreat from this because of this criticism and number two i just still yes there is an element of like you you choose this job and there is a potential for attacks Mm -hmm. but the fact that like she's getting death threats and like Mm. these how these like death threats rape threats all that stuff it's like it's the violence so much to deal with it's really really like upsetting i'll tell you this one thousand percent i definitely feel like being a woman in any setting, you're definitely going to be um, the type of threats that you're going to get. It's going to be a lot more aggressive as people um, in media, as the more we put ourselves out there. Yo, that type of shit is just almost like there's only so much we could control. Like, you know, what I mean, like right. dumb people are going to be dumb regardless. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just peop- people hate seeing an Asian chick be really like mm-hmm. loud or aggressive or strong antithesis or of what mm. they are they were painted to be in the past right yeah. because there's an expectation that like oh you were supposed to be nice mm-hmm. and quiet you yeah. know and yeah. it's like when someone finds out that you're not they're like not happy not about totally. it and it's not even just the internet like I think like newsrooms yeah. and like just the media in general they're all like you know it's it's, it's bigger it's, than that yeah totally you totally. know I have this reputation that I'm really tough. Mm-hmm. But because of that, I think people are like, okay, let's see like how far we can take this until we break her. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then they also don't realize like, yes, I am tough and I can like go against whatever, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I don't have feelings. Yeah, you're a human being. Emotions, you know? And so I think there is just this like little game on the internet. Like, let's see what we can They're say. Trolls, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. They get trolls, points you know for I mean? this stuff. And it's yeah. crazy though. Like, I, like, when it's one or two comments, you know, um, this is like one thing I can brush it off. Yeah. When it's a couple comments, tsunami and, of yeah, God. and they get like hundreds of retweets and and like a lot of support. That's when you start wondering like what what's going on. Like, yeah, no, there's totally. something wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I also think like. For me, my trigger point is always just going to be like a body image thing. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like trying to tell me like, oh, your body, this, this, whatever. And like that happens a lot when these things go down. Like that's uh, like I'm still working on that myself. And yeah. I'm still working on like being OK with like me. And yeah. so when that happens, you're just like fall into this pit, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just like, damn, I, didn't, I don't know. I yeah. didn't sign up for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a whole and, other thing. Yeah, and it's so hard when, like, you are strong and then at your best self and at your friend's best self, you know everything to say to yourself of, like, don't fuck them. Like, don't listen to them. Exactly. Why are you letting them get into you? But then when you're in that moment, you just can't help it. And nah, totally. Yeah. And, and I don't know, like, I think what I talk about with a lot of my friends is that there's a lot of shame associated with it in terms of, like, I know I shouldn't feel this way. I know mm-hmm. that this isn't real, technically. Yeah. But why do I keep not being able to get back up? And like, why do why is it so hard to get back up? And then it perpetuates into like, you know, get your shit together, Joanne. Like, why are you, you know, being such a pussy? Just like get back up and do it. But it's like that's a, that's yeah. pussy that's is very a, strong yeah. though. I know that like, was a strong. It gives birth. <laughs> but that that's uh-huh, like a yeah, good that's point. Yeah, because I think that 
there is this idea and like this is why like when something upsets me i'm like okay i need to talk about it because i don't want like young asian girls to think that they're not allowed to be sad yeah or they're not allowed for something to really like hurt them you Mm -hmm. know because i think that okay people think i'm really tough but they think that like if someone looks up to me like that's the only way i can be and Mm -hmm. like when i when something happens and when something bad happens like i have to remain tough and have no emotions and just keep going like that's not true i think like we we get confused because feminism i think tells us like we have to be strong like fuck all this and whatever but like true feminism is understanding that you have emotions you have feelings and you're gonna fucking cry sometimes because someone is like you know like destroy like like that last like whole harangue of Mm -hmm. fucking white supremacists were like people like like examining my body parts and trying to tell me you know it's like that is so dehumanizing and like for me to just be like yeah fuck them whatever it's not like affecting me like that's that is so like that's telling girls that like toxic masculinity is still the goal Mm -hmm. like the goal is to just like have no feelings or emotions and like treat everyone like shit and you can just keep going like i want people to understand like if you're a true feminist you're going to understand your emotions and you're going to embrace them and you're going to know that while you can say like fuck these people they suck they're like just people hiding behind their computers like yeah, things make me sad. Mm-hmm. You know, like things make me anxious. Things really affect me, and I like feel things. You know, and so I, you know, we, I think just. No, why don't you just disable all the comments, yo? You ever? <laughs> no, like okay. So the thing with these people is that they will find you on yeah. every single platform. Mm-hmm. So they will write into HuffPost, and they do this all the time, being like, "Fire her!" Like mm-hmm. people have tried to, people have tried to get me fired. So like there was like two or three people I feel like that every single day after every single article they would write in mm-hmm. and I was like I don't I you, you don't know, have that much energy you, you, know, you know what someone? would be a dope idea though like what if like what if you kind of like bring these people on and basically say like yo on camera would you be willing to say exactly what you said yeah I okay so I thought about that but I'm mm-hmm. also just like I don't want you're wanna, giving them a platform and shit I don't want to give them a platform right. and I think like a lot of these people could you don't know if they're violent or mm-hmm. none of that you know like you like I think I think that a lot of these people are, like, based on the things that they say are very, like, sexually abusive. And I don't know if I want to, like, come into contact with a- anyone it's who's, like, able literally to dangerous. Like mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, with dudes, it's one thing. With women, like, people are really trying to hurt us yeah. here. Like, it's not, like, a normal, yeah. normal thing. Mm. Yeah. You know? Like, people are really trying to hurt yeah. us. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's been really important for me to one like show people that yeah asian people do get a lot of yeah. racist mm-hmm. abuse because they still think that we don't deal with any problems mm-hmm. i think it's been really important for me to just prove that yeah we get we have a lot of problems mm. and then also to show like yes i am tough as fuck but i you know, if someone comes face to face with me, I don't think that they're necessarily going to say any of these things because yeah. they're like, okay, she's kind of scary. But when 
when people say things, I do get upset, you know? Yeah, like I mean, when, that's human, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's going to fuck with you regardless of whoever it is, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want people to think that, you know, like Asian women, like in order to be us, you have to be crazy tough and you have mm-hmm. to be crazy loud and aggressive yeah. or whatever. Just be you. Yeah, you know? and that's what I love about, like, your AMAs too. Like, I, there are certain girls who write to you being like, hey, can we, like, I'm actually really shy. Uh, ask me anything. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, AMA. Hello. Okay. <laughs> the AMA in terms of a lot of girls writing to you who look up to you are like, I'm actually really shy. Like, how can I be like a uh, you know champion for these things? And you're always very kind and answering that like you are allowed to be shy. You're allowed to be authentically you. Right. You know. And can you give that little spiel too for maybe like all yeah. the shy Asian girls out there? I think it's important for us to know like if you're gonna be authentically. Asian like that you know like white people don't go and sit around and be like how am I supposed to act <laughs> yeah. in order to subvert stereotypes like mm-hmm. like they just exist you yeah. know they're just allowed to fucking exist I don't want us to be like in order to be a proper Asian and in order to be like a leader of a movement in order to like be part of like everything that's going on now you have to be like a crazy bitch like mm-hmm. you know like I think like I grew up the way I grew up because like I'm Fujinese <laughs> you know Duh. like that's just that's just how we are but if you're not like that you don't have to be like that and you don't have to live uncomfortably mm-hmm. like the best way that we could live is just not like tugged around by any stereotypes or whatever like you know because at the end of the day if you're living and you're thinking like okay this is the stereotype I'm going to just do the opposite to be like a proper good Asian American representative like that's still being influenced by this white narrative that people have 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 you know the people in power who've dominated mm-hmm. our story yeah like would still be controlling who we are yeah so i think authenticity is the most subversive thing you can do just live however you want since we we talked a lot about like people outside of our own um asian american community like how mm-hmm. that kind of affects what you do and so on and so forth but I think one of the main things that um, it's a discussion to be had is uh, do Asian American men like openly support Asian American women mm-hmm. and like um, masculinity versus like uh, femininity. Yeah. So I think that's one topic that, you know, uh, that that I think we should talk about mm-hmm. since we do have like two Asian men in this room <laughs> and two Asian, mm-hmm. uh, Asian women in this room. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's um, I feel like you have a lot of like factoids yes to like support why (laughs) certain things are the way they are you know yeah so so to kick it off right like as an asian american men Mm -hmm. um there are certain like things that i didn't really understand until i became a young adult like because you know as jojo mentioned i grew up in queens where Mm -hmm. like being an asian american men um never really like had an issue with me you know what i mean like it wasn't like i was never like like, like you were never made explicitly fun of aware yeah of like race. amongst amongst each other like amongst my homies from other race like you know there's like the bad driver joke the 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 small dick joke but i'll hit them back with like yo like you got like uranium in your yard you know what i mean if you're if you're like from the middle east <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> okay, like uh-huh. if you're black like i'll crack jokes about you being black you know what i mean like so it was never like like serious you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, like yo, we really like- believe that jewish people are gonna pick up pennies like we didn't believe that but it was like a joke you know what i'm saying right. like amongst the homies right but as i got older like 
having conversations with certain like even amongst like Asian females like I had a homegirl that told me like yeah you know JK you cool but like I, you know I don't know if I want to date Asian dudes because that's like me fucking my cousin mm. and I was like the fuck does that mean you know what I'm saying yeah. like, like so you're saying white people are all fucking white people like they fucking cousins you know what I'm saying like yeah. that logic does not make any sense to me and there's no way that you're defending that logic there's something that is inherently like wrong with the way that you perceive media or whatever it is but yo that's I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, there, there's that point, and then mm-hmm. there's like Asian men that feel like they've been vic- they've been victimized. You know what right. I mean? So they kind of like lash out against Asian women right. if they date outside of their race and shit, which is like some wild shit because that's you, know, you like have a you have a right to like date whoever the fuck you want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's that's also I don't know if Asian men really understand this because I get half of. Well, not half, but mm-hmm. a lot of the shit I get on the internet is from Asian men. And yeah, like, right. So Asian I figured, you know what I mean? Because, yo, like, we kind of, like, um, we do have a tendency, like, especially certain Asian men have a tendency to, like, it's weird because a lot of them, they're not, like, they're, they're a lot of them, I noticed, they're not, like, really grew up in, like, a traditional Asian household. Like, they don't even speak their native tongue, mm-hmm. but then they might say some wow shit as if, like, they came from like 1960s Korea. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, do people understand like, like not being allowed to date out of your race? Like that's anti-miscegenation, which mm-hmm. is exactly what I don't know white, what that means. Anti-miscegenation. Like no mixing. That's oh, okay. like that's exactly what white supremacists want. That's, that makes you no yeah. different from them. You know? That's dope. Like, can, that can you say that again? Anti-miscegenation. Anti-miscegenation. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like basically what KKK wants, yo. Y'all gotta stop that. Like they don't, yeah, yeah. the, the, White supremacists don't want mixing. If like your goal is for like Asians to stick to Asians, and that's it, and you can never, ever, ever like see anyone else. Like you're playing into that too. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I think like we have to understand. Like, yeah, no one should date out of social responsibility. Yeah, that's not a right. thing. And 1000%. like love isn't love has nothing to do with social responsibility you just fall in love people call it falling in love because it's like a yeah. accidental thing it's not a planned ass thing you know it's like you can't make people do anything like mm-hmm. that mm. um so yeah i just i think that there is so much misguided anger it, when we talk about dating and interracial dating and how we perceive asian women versus asian men i think that when Asian men lash out at me, I don't necessarily go after them because I understand where it comes okay, from. Okay, so tell us where, where it comes from. Like, I get that, you know, like, even now, like, statistically, you can prove, like, through dating apps and dating, uh, I think OkCupid did mm-hmm. the study or something like that, that Asian men were the least desirable. So that is men. true. That is yeah, when absolutely true. When I was true. a kid, my mom told me a statistic because she has two boys I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a younger brother as well she was like yo jk i'm kind of concerned about you and your brothers this was when i was in, like in high school and she was like did you ever feel like you know like less of yourself as mm-hmm. an asian man because apparently according to this one statistic dogs are more favored by women in america than asian men Okay, <laughs> I don't know where you know that's I mean? from. That's not that, what she's quoting. That, 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 <laughs> she was basically saying like Asian men were the least favorite. Yeah, like in terms Asian of men statistics. are. So yeah, they like puppies better than like Asian men. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I then do, like in terms yeah. of women, it was like black women that was like yeah. the least right. favored. Acqu- right. And then Asian women were the most favored. The apparently. most yeah, because yeah. we're so like sexualized yeah. and mm-hmm. fetishized. And so like I that's that's why I don't necessarily go after Asian men because I I. 
I get that. Mm -hmm. I get where it comes from because it does suck. You just like try to do everything right in your life and no one no one wants you. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's several different um, institutional reasons. And there's there's a lot more research than I'm just going to explain here. Mm. But I think a lot of this has to do with our immigration laws. So the very, very first immigration law that ever discriminated against anyone of any race was the Chinese Exclusion Act. Chinese so, Exclusion Act that yeah. banned women from coming in and just a bunch of dudes in like Chinatown just basically. It banned any Chinese workers. It put a 10-year moratorium on, right. on Chinese workers coming to the U.S. Um, and so that means that our traditional sense of masculinity has a lot to do with how we feel you know, the ability to create a nuclear family. But if Asian men couldn't get their women mm-hmm. from China, you're unable to create that nuclear family. And 1, so this percent. idea of masculinity is cut off. Yeah. And then in Hollywood, I think it's in the 1930s, there was something called the Hayes Code, mm-hmm. which was an anti-misogynistic law where people on screen could not, like an Asian man could not be on screen with another race. Mm-hmm. And so right there you have you know, laws saying that there's no mixing in front of the camera. Um, and so Asian men couldn't be in, like, desirable roles yeah. either. Wasn't there, like, an yeah. actor, like, yeah. during the... Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So the in the 20s. Yeah. And then he actually played a lot of, like, the Asian lover. Exactly. Who, like, from the exotic land, who, right. like, the white woman would fall for. And he was pretty masculine, but I and think because of dude. this... Yeah, he was because pretty of, hot. Yeah, because he, of like, the law. He, like, went to Europe, I think. Yeah. He did. Mm-hmm. He went to Europe. Because he was like, fuck this American shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there's a... I can't remember what the reason why he actually went there, but he fought in the war at some point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he was a patriot, too. Yeah, he was yeah, a patriot. Gang, gang, you know, shout out to him. <laughs> but he, like, yeah, so he wasn't able to be on screen at all because he couldn't, you know, because of the Hayes Code. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are all these reasons why we're unable to see, like, okay, you, you're not on screen, you can't be with your people. So, like, at the end of the day, this, like, idea of a very, very, um, you know, like, sexless, undesirable Asian man is going to come up. And, you know, even after all these things are repealed or whatever, and the exclusion... The damage act, has been done. Yeah, the damage has been done. Um, and then, you know, Hollywood did nothing to correct that in yeah. any recent years. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we are still going through immigration shit and we are still going through you know issues with casting people on screen there are so many things that just haven't been changed yet so i'm so i'm always hesitant to be like oh fuck you asian men who are attacking me like what Mm -hmm. do you know because i get like that that sucks i get that um but at the same time we had to recognize like asian women didn't do this to you exactly like like the white people who were in power passed this like really really racist exclusionary act you know like that happened Asian women didn't do that to you mm-hmm. like it, like people who ran Hollywood who obviously were not Asian because we still don't even run Hollywood mm-hmm. passed the Hayes Code Asian women did not do that to you mm-hmm. so it like sucks when when you're getting a lot of hate and you're like all these Asian people are like you're pr- definitely fucking a white guy whatever which is also just like if you're gonna come at me with like insults and stuff like i like truly i want pew research to just do like a demographic breakdown of all the people (laughs) i've fucked because you will see that you know like i am statistically i am down with asian men okay (laughs) stop like i hate Mm -hmm. when people attack me for that because like that's not even true yeah you know 
But second of all, and on like, top of that, even if it was like, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like, like, why? Why are you like? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, it's why almost the fuck like you, you have care? to like flash like a card that like, look, like I like mostly fuck Asian men. Like, can I join and can I be the voice of Asian people now? Like, it's. I just feel like that's exactly. been the responsibility that's been put on because like, I, it is. It yeah, is so strange. But 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 I do think like you know it's just been um. But to the flip on the flip side like. I do like this is just from my personal experience mm-hmm. like there was a point when I remember like like I was getting like and me me and my a group of friends was like oh like JK like he him and his crew only bang with uh, hang with other Asians you know mm-hmm. what I mean like oh y'all only hang with other Asians and this was coming from like specific types that was like you know like only dating outside of Asian Americans you know what I'm saying and like you know there was definitely like I think now the narrative has changed amongst Asian America. Hanging where like, as in dating Asians? No, like hanging out. Like, uh-huh. yo, like you only hang with Asians. You only date Asians. Yo, you're like in that, that Asian like, community. And my, other, my thing was, yeah, but exactly. Like my thing was, is like other, all the races do that. And uh, <laughs> oftentimes I was getting that flack from like Asian women that were dating outside of their race. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was just from my personal experience. So like when certain Asian women like did say like were starting to say like yo asian pride like asian this asian that that's why i always say even on this podcast i was like yo y'all wasn't with me shooting in the gym you know what i'm saying like yeah. y'all wasn't down with this shit like 10 years ago before crazy rich asians i feel you that. know what i'm saying but like, so there's also, definitely a level of truth to it and yeah. it could be just my truth but you know like, no i i i i think that there is a level of truth but it's also because like we're consuming the same media too word. you know it's mm-hmm. like okay we are also not seeing asian yeah. men as desirable people on exactly. screen yeah you so, know? and yo, so so on that same token i was like i don't blame you if you fantasize dating johnny Depp and like mm-hmm. brad pitt you know what i'm saying like yeah. and like how can i hate you for that you know what i'm saying like when yeah. you didn't watch korean dramas growing up you know what i'm saying like exactly yeah, yeah like, like you have to understand where it comes from i think like now and, like, I talk to a lot of my girlfriends who, you know, like, have in the past only dated white guys or, like, just other... I feel like it's always just been, like, all other races races minus Asian. Yeah. But, like, I talk to them now and they're always, like, you know, I wish that when I was, you know, coming up and dating, like, I didn't have this mentality because it's it has changed. Like, mm-hmm. because there is more representation, there is, like, a is an actual difference between, like, who you know, a lot of them used to go for and who they would have gone for if they weren't in relationships or whatever now, you know? I think mm. a lot of people have regrets that they're, like, they closed off their dating pool like that too, yeah. you know? But it's it's just, like, more proof. Like, you have to have more representation for so many different reasons, you no. know? Yeah, I totally agree. And one thing that I also talk about is that it, everything really does go both ways of... Asian women get attacked for like let's say majority dating like outside their race right mm-hmm. like white men like into like, levels that are like unspeakable but then you have Steve Aoki John Chu Alan Yang Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. these Asian men who are very successful who oh, all date yeah. 
outside their race. This is another. Oh, and it's I like, have such a huge gripe <laughs> okay. with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, there is also a lot of Asian men who feel like once they've, like, bagged a white chick or something like mm-hmm. that. Riding that white horse. That's, like, a validation for them. Yeah. That's, like, the pinnacle of success. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely dated guys before where they're like, yeah, I actually usually just date white women. Like, they yeah. feel like there's some special Asian because yeah. they, like, yeah, that's made the same, it. Yeah. So, so to the same, to that point, those were also the same Asian dudes that was like, yo, JK only hang out with Asians. Mm-hmm. I can't as if, like, that. yo, fam, like, what? as if that shit is something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's still saying, um, you know, the goal is white people. Yeah. The exactly. white people yeah. are better. Like, if you think that you're, you know, something special because, like, you're with, like, a white person, like, at the end of the day, you're just saying that, like, mm-hmm. white people are best. And that's, yeah. that's the goal for Asian America. And that's absolutely not true. Like, mm-hmm. and, to, and to that point, too, like, I don't blame those dudes either now in hindsight because I was like, yo, if that's the media that you were fed, if you felt like you were long dock dung, and you know what I mean? And you weren't getting the chick at the end of the movie and the, the shorty in the end of the movie was a cute white girl. Like, I would think to myself, like, damn, I kind of want to, you know, like, that would be, like, my destination. That would be a sign of success. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you didn't grow up watching uh, SES and Pinker like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. watching Korean dramas like me. Like, yeah. finding hot Asian shorties like me. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I had a really good conversation with Jake Choi mm-hmm. um, about oh. this. And he pointed out Jake like, Choi is from Elmhurst you know what I mean from? Jake Choi is like one of the purest most like kind people I've ever interviewed in my life oh by the way Jake Choi is an actor for those of you guys that don't know he's on Single Parents mm-hmm. he was in The Sun is Also a Star he's in a bunch of stuff yeah um, but you know he's saying like our idea of masculinity in America is the man dominating a woman, you know, mm-hmm. like specifically Western masculinity is very much like, ha- like this game of like dominating the chick. And so like, we need to change our definitions of masculine, like, like any sign of femininity. Like, I don't know. I think even though K-pop is having a rise, I don't think that people are that accepting of like K-pop groups or whatever mm-hmm. because like there's the their idea of masculinity is different from Western masculinity. Um, and so like any sign of like, you know, makeup or whatever that they wear like is going to be seen as, you know, uh, you know, like Asian Asian men are playing into some I don't know. Like you're you're less masculine. Yeah. Like it's Hey it's, man, I don't know. Androgynism has existed in American pop music. Prince is like Prince was getting all the fine chicks, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Was. Like there's like a double standard almost you know I mean? because there's they're Asian. Definitely mm-hmm. a double standard. So like when Asian people do it, you're gonna see you're gonna think it's weird yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And like I think that like because there's any sign of femininity in there like they're not going to be seen as masculine and I think that's an issue because like our ideas of masculine are very like abusive it's like like if you think about like the guy has to be stronger and taller and this and that or whatever Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's not necessarily true you know like I I think k-pop hopefully like with more of an audience I'm hoping it can change mine I mean I I interviewed Steve Aoki about this he was yeah. like it's it's proving to people that masculinity should be more fluid mm-hmm. you know but like the main channels of like like billboard the grammys stuff like that like still are not going to recognize them as like legitimate artists they yet. don't have to man yeah they, they making all the money that they need <laughs> you know what yeah I'm saying? but it's, it's still good. it's very much like 
proof of like where society is at still right yeah. now right. you know mm-hmm. like at the end of the day like yeah Asians don't need to like when when we talk about like 88 Rising and like what they're doing they're not getting any Grammys or yeah. whatever but it, you know they're making enough money but like are they are their artists accepted or are they still going to be seen as like Asian like your subgroup and it's not going to be part of well, this well, mainstream I mean dialogue. I think 88 Rising is a different conversation because those guys are they market the artists as like they're from China they're from here they're from there but someone um, like Joji yeah, yeah but like, like I, but I think definitely. so to that point the double standard is like Adele's from England and she's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like, I think that's kind of the irony, like why BTS wouldn't be accepted. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, because yeah, they yeah. sing in a different, you know, language. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, even like Despacito was mm-hmm. like the hottest song of last summer or something like that, right? right? right, right. But like, that's, I mean, they're they're seen as so but, but differently yeah. from, from K-pop. So. Yeah, because yeah, totally, totally. the machismo. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's so much that we unpacked today and a lot of things that need to be unpacked even more i would love to do like a part two or something like Mm. that maybe with uh, a past guest um just really i think the masculinity femininity thing is something that is so divisive in our community right now yeah um it's just the fact that like i've experienced it before like every woman i know who's like tweeted something on twitter that asian has had a similar experience and it's it's quite scary and and I know that, like, oh, scary? like... Scary in what sense? Scary in terms of, like, I've also gotten, like, threats. Yeah, it's like... Just, you, just literally just, like, like tweeting one people? thing. Yeah, from random people who find me and... Um, uh, I need to get on Twitter. That yeah, just sounds like it's, like, a battle royale over It is there. a battle scary royale. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I and should like, start saying some wild shit just <laughs> to see what motherfuckers say. Well, no one's gonna... Exactly, no one's gonna, no try, one's to gonna, gonna you, try to rape you, Like, seriously. I mean, but... Is I just number one? I just want to commend you for like the courage and just like I don't know how you do it of like every single day. How I would be scared to write these stories and to be like submit and for it to be out in the world. Like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna take another beating, which is like yeah. uh, There's definitely times where I just feel like maybe like this is the world telling me I don't belong in a newsroom or like Mm -hmm. I don't know because it is just kind of like I know. Like, I always joke about this with other writers. I'm like, I can people just call me, like, a cunt mm-hmm. like and not, like, make it race-related? Mm-hmm. Like, can I just get, like, a regular-ass, yeah. like... A regular like, intro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, like, it, it is so... Like, it just makes you feel, like, so degraded after mm-hmm. that, you know? Now, listen, I mean, if anything, like, this is the best time for any of us, where especially a person like you, to be doing what kind of work that you're doing. You know what I mean? Because you're doing a great job of... Like if, you. if if you get if you getting a reaction out of somebody, you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I also am just like really aggressive in general. Yay! Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that's great. just like uh-huh. it's also like I, I I feel like I come off like nah, nah, I think your aggressiveness is like supported with like actual facts. There's facts. It's yeah, not like ignorant, ignorant aggressiveness. Just like. You know, a shorty just wants to pick a fight for no reason. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, yeah. Like, I, I consider like I consider that righteousness, not aggressiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You're just trying to correct people 
into the right direction. Yeah, I think that like the only way to kind of do this is is to tell people like, yes, Asian America, like you have to be aggressive as hell to be like Asian America is worthy of being covered. It's、mm-hmm. worthy of being part of the mainstream media.、Mm-hmm. It's worthy of well, you should understand that we're not basically white. Like you kind of have to go at it like super loud, or else like no one will hear you. Yeah, exactly. People haven't heard us for so long, you know. So it's like the only way to do it is to. Is to be、yeah. a crazy bitch. You have a right、yeah. to be hostile. You know. Yeah. Exactly. No, and、yeah. I admire that so much about you.、Oh, and thank you. Yeah, and just I, I, when you grow up Asian, there's the element of like respecting your elders and holding、mm-hmm. your tongue. And、um, I don't know how FJs do it, but like Korean, there is definitely that like you're celebrated for being quiet. And、um, mm-hmm. when I see people like you, just like. Being so unapologetic, which I think best describes your spirit, is it's like so inspiring to me. Thank you.、Um, so hey, man, yeah, at yeah. least the FJs that I know, man, they'll let you know. Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let yeah. me know, FJs, please. FJs, yeah, like they all are. Like <laughs> they don't like, really hold back. <laughs> <laughs> like when you hear、yeah. that I'm Fujinese, it like it makes sense. Like, like people are, are they like, like oh? oh. Okay, that <laughs> they make、lot. that face. Yeah, yeah. that's your FJs energy. FJs will let you know. They will cut. Cut the line in the supermarket. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> no manners, and that's totally fine. Is, is, Every is man that, for is himself. That, is, that, is that back by? This is back by my my experience, but you know, you could you could argue with me about that. But no, that's I mean that's the stereotype. And like, if I'm talking on the phone with like my mom or something, I am screaming. Like, yeah, this, this is just like this is <laughs> the only <laughs> way. Yeah, like, it's like we're not mad. It's just like I'm literally incapable of talking to another Chinese person without being at like a、yeah. comfortable scream the、yes. whole time. Yeah, like I'm on. The、yes. seven train, and I'm like, whoa. Like, yes. Are you okay? Yes. Like, yeah. Did、whoa. something happen? Like, this is like, a public <laughs> space here, Ma. You know exactly. I mean? But it's like,、uh, you know,、yeah. you don't care. Yeah. I don't know. As a Fujianese person, you don't care. You know, like, I am, like, loud and whatever, and, like, you know, probably cuss way too much. But I still want all those, like, you know, really, really traditional things, too.、Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to want that, too. Like, you know, like, if I see, like, a little Asian baby on the subway, I get sad that、yeah. I don't have a family yet. You know? It's like、mm-hmm. stuff like that, like girl, things, you're 26. <laughs> things that, like the things、yeah. that your parents want you to have, you know,、yeah. it's like the family, the like、okay. children, and like the house, the like cultural markers of success. Like for Asian people, I feel like it's very, very much family. Yeah, how do、totally. we all of a sudden become a Hallmark Channel? You know? like, <laughs> I, think, I think, I think, at the end, it's family. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but you know, like it's okay to be like that too, and like also. Like be subversive, you know what I mean?、Yeah. It's、no. like it's okay. It's for not all mutually that. exclusive. It's okay to、yeah. respect your parents、yeah. and like talk really nice. To yeah. Them. <laughs> well, speaking of parents and and the people who matter in your life,、um, oh, some of the that was that was kind of smooth. I, I'll give it up. Thank you. Like you. sesame oil. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I take that from JK. I know. But, Damn. She took my bar. All right. All right. Um. But there are rapid questions that we ask all of our guests,、mm. and one of them is, "What is the most significant relationship in your life?" And it doesn't have to be romantic. Romantic, significant relationship. I think like the most important. The trolls. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to all the trolls. Yes.、Um, no, I think the most important person who's like shaped everything that I am is definitely my dad. Because、mm-hmm. like even though you know it's like I I think he proves like you don't need an education or anything. Like you can be super super wise about things and、mm-hmm. like also I think. So my dad's an interesting dude because I think a lot of traditional families really, really want like girl or want boys, you know. But、yeah. my dad has always just like 
I think part of it is his misunderstanding about how biology works and that if he had yeah. boys, they wouldn't be bald. Oh. But he's bald, so he was like, I just want girls. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then he just, but it's weird because now I have so yeah. much hair. Like, yeah. I, have, I am like, I am my hair. Like, that's it. He um, was so, right. Yeah, he was right. I just made up for all the baldness in our family. But, yeah, that's one thing. And, two, like, he's always just been the type of guy who's like, oh, did they speak? They they talk back to you. Oh, you you just go up to them and you say fuck you. Like yeah. I remember like any conflicts or anything. My dad will give me advice that are like you go up to your boss mm-hmm. and you like flip them the bird and you say Merry Christmas to their face. And like <gasps> this is like nothing. Yeah. None of this would ever go well in like a corporate setting, obviously. Yeah. But. He definitely taught me, like, if something is not right, mm-hmm. you say something, you don't put your head down or none of that. Like, you have to say something, yeah. you know? You don't sit there and take it. Like, mm-hmm. just don't do that. And so I grew up, like, like you know, like, that probably explains a lot of, like, my social media or, like, right, you know, right, just right. how I am. Because, right. like, we were never, like, my dad was never that Asian guy mm-hmm. who's, like, someone cusses you out, you're just gonna not talk. Like, yeah. no. Don't cause trouble. He's, yeah, he's like, He uh-uh. will come for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was really important. And then also Got just... Got that blicky ready. <laughs> he's, like... He's, Shotting off any time. He's feminist without knowing it, mm-hmm. too, you know? It's, like, uh. he's always just been, like, okay, like, you know, like, you don't you don't necessarily need anyone. You are the best. And that's mm-hmm. always been, like, his oh. thing. It's, like, whether it was, like, you know, something, like, professionally going wrong or, like, um, like relationship-wise, like, he'd always just be, like, don't forget you are the best. You are better than everyone else. You don't, don't let mm-hmm. people make you think that you're not, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think, for me, that was so important mm-hmm. because I think, you know, there's been a couple i have a past there's been a couple things that like definitely screwed up my head at times but if you have someone in the back like championing you you know hype man yeah and telling you like don't take any of it you know like Mm -hmm. i think that was really important and so like that like half of like my success i think is like owed to that type of energy being in my life all the time like Uh you are better go do it people fuck you over no like you're gonna point it out like you know it's like i think that was so important to me yeah. so yeah. that's so that. awesome shout, shout out, out to papa young yeah. yeah. yes mm, no doubt so i mean i i guess you kind of explained you, you kind of answered the question already but what would you say is your personal mantra my personal mantra I mean, yeah, it is kind of just like, don't let anybody fuck you over. <laughs> you know? Don't yeah. let anybody fuck you over. Don't let yes. anybody fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Like, Take up important. space. Yeah. yeah. Don't let mainstream media fuck you over. Like, you know, like we have to we have to talk about us. We have to just say, you know, I'm yeah. like, sure. you know, there's, that's it. That's it. That's mm. great. No, well, that's amazing. No, thank you so much again for joining us. This has been so yeah. amazing. And I just learned so much. And it just, I'm having flashbacks of like all the HuffPost articles that I've read. Like that was definitely read, written by Kimmy yeah. now. <laughs> but you know, just like on an anecdote of myself, I've used your articles like to pitch stories here to say Aww. like this is surprising and these are stories that matter. HuffPost wrote about it. Aww, <laughs> you know? Cute. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, Kimmy basically, you know, Asian American beat at Great Big Story. Thanks, Kimmy. But um, no, so that was so wonderful. Um, And so obviously we can find you on HuffPost and see your lovely articles. But where else can we find you to send you love? You know, I meet Kimmy the Pooh, K M M Y T H E P O H. Why are you being so quiet all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy the Pooh. It's always weird because 
like especially if I'm yourself. writing about like policy oh, and like yeah. bills and stuff but I'm tweeting from like Kimmy the Pooh yeah. <laughs> so, like I didn't have the foresight to be like I'm gonna be like a professional when I was like you know in college I was yeah, just yeah, like that's oh we're true. just making a fucking Twitter you know yeah. but mm-hmm. so it's always it sounds like weird to say it hey, out man, loud it's all good as long as you, you got know? that blue check next to <laughs> yes. it you know? yeah. and then also on IG right also on IG yes awesome. mm, okay so yeah I mean once again we like to welcome and thank Kimmy for uh, joining us on this lovely or kind of humid Sunday. Um, $6.99 per pound podcast. You could find us on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify. Not a lot of people got that Spotify love, I realized. And yo, we out here, you know, we really doing our thing. SoundCloud, Stitcher, and last but not least, Anchor. You know what I mean? Make sure you tune in on all platforms if you can. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And yo, as we mentioned, if you bang with us, if you listen to our episodes, if you could retweet about us, you know what I mean? Share about us on the gram. I'm sure Kimmy's going to do that um, since now she's on our episode. So, yeah, make sure you follow us and support us, man. $6.99 per pound podcast, man. We out. Peace, peace, peace. Hey, yo, it's $6.99 per pound. Podcast.